and welcome to the next episode of The Mediocre Writer. This episode is going to be a little bit different from the last couple in that it's going to be a lot shorter and simpler, which is exactly what I need at this particular moment to, uh, to give you guys a quick life update. I'm in the very last uh, semester, very last month even, of my, um, of my master's degree. It's currently like middle of July. I graduate in about three weeks, so I've got plenty of research papers to write, exams to take, and they've been eating up most of my time. And In fact, I've had to take away my hour of writing for the past couple weeks just to do it. But I did want to get a podcast episode out. I thought it'd just be a nice like kind of change of pace just to talk and, and, and talk about writing and especially because I've been working on research papers during my writing time which I guess counts as writing but uh, academic writing does not count as writing to me I hate it it's, it's awful um, I want to talk about the fun writing the fiction the scripts the stories the books all that good stuff so that's why I wanted to do this one and just you know keep it kind of simple off the cuff talk to you about a few of the questions that you guys have sent me over like Instagram or over direct message so I just grabbed a few that uh, I thought were particularly fun or it would be fun to answer um, some touch on some things that I, I may have mentioned in other episodes but didn't go into as much detail on so here's the chance to, to kind of talk a little more in depth about some of these um, particular topics so first question on my list is and we're gonna start on kind of a sour note I guess how discouraging was it to throw away or rewrite entire portions of your book in the editing stages and to be honest um, that part wasn't really discouraging I think uh, the part before that when I finished a draft looked over it and didn't like it, or if, if I gave it to somebody else and they didn't like it, that was the discouraging part. That's the part where I'm like, oh, I put all this work in and it's not where I want it to be. And I think anyone, writers or anything else you do, you know, it could be like graphic design, it could be, uh, it could be something for work, it could be uh, any kind of personal project or anything. I think that first draft and even the first couple drafts, you'll go through that experience of like, oh, I had this idea in my head and it's not quite there. That's the discouraging part. But when I sit down to edit and, and go through the whole thing, that part's usually fun. Um, especially for somebody who's really OCD like me, I love to cut. If, if you enjoy cutting, writing will be great for you because most of rewrites, most of your most of your editing process is really going to be just cutting. Just finding places where there's just too much detail and you cut can uh, cut it down. So the OCD part of me likes to go back and, and revisit and, and revise and, and cut out parts of my, my stories. That just, that speaks to me. So that part I really enjoy. It's not discouraging at all. It's just that, that draft stage when you first look at it and, and don't really like it. That's the annoying part. Um, second question here, do you use a script for your podcast? And if so, what's your script writing process? Um, so some episodes I do, some episodes I don't. And I think the more comfortable I've gotten with it, the, the less I've needed a script. Um, personally, I prefer doing it the way that I usually give like a presentation or something, uh, which is just to have a couple bullet points that have my main points on them. That way I don't miss a detail and I'm able to, uh, and once I, once I read that main point, I know exactly what I want to talk about. It's just making sure that I remember it. So I have my little uh, sort of cheat sheet there, usually on a, a screen or maybe on a piece of paper or something, maybe even a post-it if it's going to be really short. For or some of the more particular, like the more involved episodes, I guess, um, I did use a full-on script. So like those those four um, episodes that covered different elements of writing, the, the four phases, those were uh, scripted. And so for those, I just typed out, you know, my thoughts kind of into a word salad on the screen, and then I would read it over, revise, read it over, revise. It was, it was a lot more involved um, than it is now, now that I just go off of a couple bullet points. Um, and that was mostly because I didn't want to miss a single detail um, in my um, in my assessment. Even then, I didn't cover necessarily everything I wanted to, but I made sure when I read it back and, and made sure to talk to, talk it back to myself as I read um, that I didn't miss anything. So that's kind of how I, I make the, the podcast. Um, so number three, 
what uh, what recommendations do you have for music to write to? And uh, I mean, I love personally, I love listening to music when I write. Probably ninety percent of the time, I write. There's something going on in the background. Um, but it's going to be up to you, really. For me personally, I try to avoid anything with lyrics. Um, if I hear somebody else talking, it's going to throw me off, and I'm not going to. I'm trying to think of what my characters are going to say or what they're thinking, and so that kind of takes me out of it, and it's too distracting. So I need really uh, instrumental sort of mood music in the background. Um, I'll usually use movie soundtracks. I'm just I'm a nerd for movie soundtracks. I love them. Um, I love the way they transport you, the way they they sort of set the scene, and so I try to find ones um, just because I'm a nerd like that. I love to find ones that kind of match up with the scene I'm doing. So if it's a playful, kind of fun, adventurous scene, it'll probably be like a Star Wars or a E.T. or, or something else by John Williams. Um, if it's more intense, like a chase scene, something like kind of fast paced, um, there might be a Star Wars track for it, uh, but a lot of times I'll use like maybe a James Bond one or something. And what's most fun for me is finding a new movie or show or maybe a video game. Uh, I think most recently Ghost of Tsushima. I, I was I was playing the other day and I'm like, wow, this has a great soundtrack. And so I, I went and looked up the soundtrack and now I play that a lot when I write. So the fun part to me is just finding those new soundtracks I hadn't heard before and, and using them. Um, my other recommendation for that too is if you find a good soundtrack or you know whatever you want to play in the background, um, try to find something that'll play out for a long time. Like play the whole soundtrack or build a playlist and and play and let the whole playlist play don't go and, and, and try to and, and stop your writing after every five or so minutes to go change the track um, that really that, that takes a lot of time because then you, you start breaking your flow and what could have taken what, what you could have written in 30 minutes now it stretches out to like an hour two hours um, you'll be surprised how inefficient it is once you break your, your writing flow to try and get back into it so those are my recommendations uh, for listening to music. And if you want uh, more like specific examples, definitely shoot me a message on, on social media. I'll give you some of my favorite soundtracks to write to. Number four, um, I know you base the main character on yourself, but how do you come up with your side characters? So honestly, those, like the first, the main character is me, but then the side characters, a lot of times, uh, maybe at least at the beginning, are kind of rooted in different friends or, or family or, or people I've known at different points. Um, especially people I grew up with who I knew really well. Those were a lot of the basis for some of the side characters. And then those side characters kind of grew into their own. So like Akio was somebody who I was best friends with growing up who was just real quiet, cool, calm, collected, but he had like this, this sharp, like kind of sarcasm that you almost missed. And uh, on top of that, he was like really, he was like the strongest of us. He wasn't physically the strongest, but like he just, he knew martial arts and stuff. So he, he didn't look like he could hurt you, but he could. And so that really inspired a character. I wanted an assassin that you would kind of, you, you wouldn't, uh, think was an assassin when you first saw him, but he turned out to be really skilled and, and, and kind of scary with that little edge of sarcasm to him too. So, and eventually he grew into his own thing. Like obviously my friend isn't this tiny little blue alien that speaks in some kind of uh, foreign accent. He just sort of evolved into that over time. Um, so that's usually where they start, um, and especially in the beginning when I was starting to write. Now that I'm now that I'm a little more practiced, I tend to pull them out of places. Um, Usually, like inspired not just by like people I knew, but maybe from like other characters I've seen. Like, oh, I'd love to see, uh, you know, a mom character, but with this in this situation or with this personality trait or something. So you kind of mix and match, and and because at the end of the day, characters are usually just archetypes. So you've probably seen them all. So I just pull little bits here and there, 
Um, and eventually they grow into sort of their own character. They, it's, it's kind of fun to watch as, as you write them more, as you put them in more scenes. You kind of see like, okay, what you, you set them up and you say, okay, what would they do? And you start to learn the character through getting well, as you get them through those situations. Like what gets that person from point A to point B? And the way they get there is going to probably be very different from how you would get there, how any of your other characters would get there if you're doing it right, or at least if you're if you're really diving in and having fun with it. Um, so that's always a lot of fun for me. Number five <laughs> is mayonnaise an instrument? No, and horseradish is not an instrument either. Um, if any, I was really hoping somebody would put something like, uh, is, is, um, is this the crusty crab? I will totally answer that one on a live podcast if you want me to. Um, anyway, thank you, Thomas, for that suggestion. Uh, number six, what are your thoughts on the writing styles across the Star Wars movie trilogies? Okay, so I, I promised this episode would be short, so I'm going to try to keep my, my opinions down a little bit. Um, but just to give you a general sum up, to me, Star Wars really it was, even though it's like my favorite movie series, I, I'm the first to admit it's probably not the best written out there. Uh, it's not really known for its scripts. It's not going to win any awards for its scripts anytime soon unless some really crazy good director and writer team up and make a completely out there Star Wars movie. Um, for me, if you look across the trilogies, I mean, the best writing was in the original trilogy, and even that wasn't great, especially in the first one. That George Lucas really isn't the strongest scriptwriter. He's just got a really great vision um, to me. I mean, he's got lots of qualities that make him awesome, but scriptwriting just was never that strong. And if you go back, you can listen to Mark Hamill uh, talking about some of the lines that didn't make it into the movie, or even a few that did that just sounded clunky or out there or something. They fit the world. They just they weren't the best lines. You know, they're not ones that people are going to recite anytime soon. But episode five, and I, I don't think I stand alone in this, I think most people agree, um, or a lot of people agree, uh, was probably the best written. It has the, the best banter between the characters, the best setups, the best deliveries, the best surprises. So um, that one I thought was like the, the peak Star Wars script. Then you get to like Return of the Jedi, and they kind of dumbed it down a little bit. Like I was hoping that one would keep some of that edge and excitement that the fifth one had. And um, and that one did toward the end of the movie when the Emperor really sets in, but but like sets into the plot. But all the buildup and stuff with Ewoks, it's it wasn't that exciting. Um, prequels, everybody knows, didn't have great scripts. Cool ideas, just the the, the actual dialogue between the characters was kind of clunky. Um, and then the new trilogy, I would say. Um, I, I liked elements of it. I liked where it, I, I thought they did a great job setting up. Um, and of course, as and anybody who saw Rise of Skywalker knows, there wasn't much payoff at the end. But I did like what they were setting up for the most part. Um, in Force Awakens, I felt like there was a return to form with like uh, I was like well filmed. Um, the characters had uh, you know, per- personalities that really jumped off um, jumped off the screen and probably jumped off the page too as they were reading them. Um, so I, I thought that in that sense the script was really strong. It got weak when it started really falling on the same tropes of um, the old Star Wars movies. In particular, when they the whole third act where they just blow up another Death Star. I was like, come on, you guys were actually you know making something cool here. But I let it go. Um, Last Jedi, Last Jedi for the most part I really liked. I think um, it needed at least one rewrite to kind of clean up some of the extra stuff that they do that didn't really need to be there. Um, but in terms of character arcs, it was. I, I, w- I would say probably my favorite script in terms of character arcs. I thought what happens to Luke and Ray and um, 
uh, Kylo Kylo Ren. I was gonna say Kylo Driver. Kylo Ren. Um, they were all their their um, uh, all their character arcs were really strong. I loved how they incorporated Yoda in the one scene. I thought I thought there were a lot of well written scenes in there. Um, I just wish that they gave some of the other side characters like Finn and Poe and everybody uh, something more. I, I think everybody kind of agrees with this part. The more interesting subplot or something that made them more integral to the plot in general instead of sending them on a side quest. Um, so those were my thoughts. And then, of course, Rise of Skywalker, uh, which is, I, I didn't like any. I absolutely hated that movie all the way through. There were maybe one or two moments through that I enjoyed, but for the most part, it just didn't make sense. It was all over the place. Um, and it, it didn't have any, it was clear that having all those directors, uh, made for a messy movie. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to cut myself off here. Okay. That, those are my th general thoughts on the Star Wars movies. I could probably do a whole episode on that, uh, um, uh, some other time. All right. So getting back to, to, to my writing here, uh, number seven, how did you come up with a plot for your book series? Did you use a storyboard? And the answer is, um, yeah, I definitely used a storyboard. And my storyboard, I mean, usually it started, uh, and I, I touched, touched on this more in the other episodes, but it really started with um, just coming up with a general scene of these characters, two gangs, jumping from building to building. The buildings float and you can fall between them, and I thought that was a fun scene. And then it was just asking questions. So, like, why are they chasing each other? Who are these characters? Why does the city float? You know, and just expanding and expanding and, and coming up with more characters. And I think that's a fun, organic way to sort of build your story. Then from there, once I had my characters sort of uh, a better idea of my characters and where I wanted the story to go, then I built out a whole storyboard of, okay, I want a superhero story and, and these elements and these characters. And as I continued you know, putting up notes, I started developing the characters in more detail, started actually writing it out. So uh, for me, when it comes to plotting, um, I did do a lot of storyboarding. Um, I'd say a little bit, I still do a general storyboard that goes across like the the main scene so like i'll say okay chapter one we're gonna you know these things are gonna happen chapter two these main things are gonna happen and by the time i've actually i'll get the whole storyboard out all whatever how many chapters i planned on it'll never actually be the exact number as what i end up with at the end um, but then once I have those initial blocks in there, I start writing. And by chapter five or six, I've already skewed myself way off from the storyboard I made before, and just kind of and just keep keep going, and then maybe pull back some elements from the storyboard into the story. But it kind of takes on a personality of its own. And this also kind of ties into the next question here. Uh, before I move on, how long will the Zoboros series be? And the answer is probably four books. Um, book one was already established. Book two was was pretty well plotted out by the time I got to the end of, of book one. Um, and then books three and four will kind of follow. I mean, book two is really supposed to be part two of book one, I guess. Uh, it, it's it's its own story in a way, but it's very heavily tied to what happens in the first. And anyone who got to the end of the first knows it leaves off on that big cliffhanger. So this is all the payoff for that cliffhanger. Uh, then from, th from there, the character's going to move on to a whole new story in a new place, um, and that'll be book three, and then things will really tie together at the end with book four. Um, it really almost would feel like, I think, two big books. Like, books one and two, I think you could pair up, and books three and four, you can pair up. Um, but that's the initial plan right now. That could change. There may be five. Maybe I can crunch them into three. And maybe three is just really long. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm interested to see. But right now, I've got a pretty solid idea of where that series is going, um, especially because I already had characters built like years before they've even made it to the page. So there's like three or four really big characters I'm really excited for you guys to meet that you just haven't even met yet. Um, actually, probably more than that, <laughs> but um, they're coming. A few of them I've already written into book two, and some you'll, um, can, some some are just still waiting to to get there. 
um, which keeps me excited for writing. And so uh, that also this also leads into the final question here. Do you have any other works in progress? And the answer is yes, outside, outside of book two and then the future books and that. Um, I'd say the one other thing I was working on, and separate from books in general, I was, I was working on a script um, that really started in college, but, um, uh, but I just kind of dusted it off a few weeks ago. Um, I, I was a little too busy for actual like book writing, but I was like, maybe just for fun, I'll, I'll write a script. Scripts are really short. You don't have to like dedicate as much time to really honing in on details. And especially with the book series being that there's so many elements I've got to work on between setting and characters and, and you know, tying together plot elements that are new with the old and everything. There was a lot, there, it was a lot more involved there and I needed more time and focus than I would have um, uh, with school. Um, but for the purpose of writing a, uh, a script, it'd be a lot easier, especially because I already had kind of an old draft saved away of this idea of a, uh, the whole, the whole story is a comedy. It's got nothing to do with space or anything. It's, it's a completely grounded comedy, that uh, takes place, um, on four, it's four freshmen. And it's their first night in college and kind of the wild adventure they go on. Very loosely based on my personal experience in college. Uh, my freshman year, I mentioned in one of the other episodes, I started college as like this dorky guy with braces. It didn't look like I fit into, I should even be going to a college. Uh, it was like, I looked too young versus uh, my college roommate who I got randomly paired up with, who was co-captain of his uh, high school football team. So you can imagine the, the sort of uh, the odd pairing uh, that we were. Um, but as, as it would turn out, we became like really close friends that remained close friends. So I, I always um, thought that was a fun dynamic to explore these two kind of like polar opposite characters. I don't want to spoil more than that because, you know, maybe I'll, I'll make it into something someday. But just know it's it's a fun sort of uh, comedy story that I'm working on on the side. So I'm kind of excited to see where that, where that goes and what I might do within the future. Um, but that's all kind of up in the air right now. Uh, for now, just know that book two is also being worked on, and once July, once this dreaded month is over um, and the master's degree is done and, and packed away, I am going to be going full-on writing every evening, uh, really trying to crunch out book two for you guys. So hopefully I can get um, the final product together uh, sometime early next year, probably. Uh, that's my hope. That's my promise here. I'm putting it here, in, uh, not in writing, I guess, but in uh, recording so that you guys can hold me to it later. And so that covers all our questions here. Uh, thank you guys for submitting them. Thanks for engaging on, on social media and, and keeping keeping up with everything going on in my world. I uh, appreciate you guys for listening and for contributing. And we will see you next time on our next episode of The Mediocre Writer.